Welcome to the Maitripa College podcast. Maitripa College is a Buddhist institution of higher education founded by Yangtze Rinpoche in 2005 in Portland, Oregon. We offer two graduate degree programs, a Master of Arts in Buddhist Studies and a Master of Divinity and Classical Tibetan Language Studies year-round and through a summer intensive format. Founded upon three pillars of scholarship, meditation, and service, the Maitripa College curriculum combines Western academic, contemplative learning, and traditional Tibetan Buddhist disciplines. Through the development of wisdom and compassion, our graduates are empowered with a sense of responsibility to work joyfully for the well-being of others. They become agents of positive change in the world and are shaping the development of Buddhism in the West. As scholar practitioners, chaplains, professional translators, doctoral degree candidates, leaders in the nonprofit world, educators, and more. We invite you to join us to make your practice your life. In this week's episode from our Sunday Community Program, President Yangtze Rinpoche teaches about a protection in the storm. Any time a fear arises, uh, we can do meditation when there's no threats, when life is going smooth, everything's fine. Okay, I can do meditation, loving kindness, emptiness, so and so forth. Now, when there's a, like an external, internal threat, <laughs> is can we do uh, meditation? But of course, meditation plus hand <laughs> washing, <laughs> and, you know, fundamentally. Is this kind of a fear? Yeah, you know, of course, you know, we all kind of. Uh, it is a healthy fear. It is a concern. Uh, at the same time, I think also good opportunity to, uh, you know, in many layers, uh, uh, pretty much seeing how we are pr- fragile, and uh, although we trying to embrace individuality inherent existing individuality, but in the reality there's no such a thing. Uh, but there's kind of like a, in nature we're impermanent. And uh, then at the same time, however, regardless, uh, the present moment, at this moment, this life we have, and we need to <coughs> move on and move forward, uh, some way to see this karmic reality. At the same time, you know, in the meditation of emptiness, they say this is the best opportunity when we have this kind of tremendous, you know, like isolation of self. When a fear happens, there is a tremendous strong isolation of self, and then boom, uh, that's the perfect window <coughs> to kind of pause to see the intrinsic nature of self. And uh, they say, like, yeah, this is a. A perfect way of doing <coughs> some way to kind of like a, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, meditation of emptiness. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, um, you know, fundamentally, meditation of emptiness not to trick. 
the karmic reality what we are facing is basically trying to creating some kind of balanced way of engaging into this kind of a karmic reality and able to move on healthy way uh, so that's the fundamental. It's not trying to ignore meditation of emptiness. Oh, is 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 a is a emptiness. <laughs> it's not trying to ignore and resolve and creating some kind of blind spot. It's a really meditation of emptiness. Okay, this karmic reality is in front of us. You know, fundamentally, how we can engage and move forward with the balance, acknowledging conventional reality, reality of these karmic things, at the same time not too extremely falling into this kind of conventional reality and then kind of uh, paralyzing our own self and paranoiaing our own self. Uh, so basically meditation of emptiness is basically uh, trying to finding our own kind of middle ground, middle view, can able to see both sides of the coin and uh, able to um, uh, <clears throat> able to be uh, much more mindful and much more vigilant and much more kindness and much more openness. It's not so much. It's just kind of like a meditation of emptiness. Oh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Oh, Buddha says so. Nagarjuna says so. And then you know, once the reality hits, you know, we can fall into very endangered view. Uh, so, <coughs> uh, and, and meditation of emptiness is also not necessarily uh, trying to give an alternative reality, some kind of reality in front of us, and it's, you know, there's another reality you can engage, and you know, somehow you can delete that karmic reality and you can have a, this kind of like a perfect reality. It's not kind of like a multi-choice. <laughs> we like the multi-choice kind of like, I like this, that, you know. So uh, meditation of emptiness is whatever karmic reality in front of us, you know, trying to find him, uh, uh, kind of like a middle way of a view that's acknowledge conventional, whatever happening, but not getting obsessed. Uh, also not trying to run away from conventional reality and go into some way in emptiness and some way to finding escape area. Uh, it is a trying to embrace both conventional and ultimate both and just kind of like a, uh, engage somehow this karmic journey to able to process a healthy way. <coughs> uh, so, so sometimes, you know, when you listen directly, and I think it's an important part when you listen to meditation, in a, a teaching of emptiness, or when you're trying to do meditation of emptiness, uh, it needs to have the context, the background needs to be very vivid, uh, and uh, setting the motivation very clearly. Uh, I think if without this kind of background, the context, the samsari context, uh, the reality, and then we have created kind of misunderstanding and is almost finding to ignoring and finding alternative reality. If somehow you look through this lens and everything's kind of like a perfect world. There's no such a thing. It's just you have to look in the same place. Wherever that pain and sorrow is there, you know, meditation of emptiness is just trying to focus into the same direction 
and trying to <coughs> uh, not shortcut, uh, but not to create. Uh, I think, in a way, to meditation where emptiness is and not trying to bring in us kind of, how you say shortcut or detour <laughs> for some detour, you know, like avoid that traffic, samsaric traffic <laughs> detour. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, basically uh, meditation of emptiness of uh, this uh, view of uh, professional wisdom in at the, in our level at the beginning. I think is not to create more further traffic, karmic traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow, you know, you kind of move on uh, smoothly, uh, <coughs> and uh, usually we create this kind of karmic traffic jam because we don't we lose the patience to be, you know, go slowly, <laughs> and uh, don't want to stay at the. Uh, don't want to stay at the back. <laughs> In India, we can hong like boom. <laughs> I saw in in now in India in Nepal they're trying to because it's so much old habit. And the honking is like it is part of the driving, <laughs> part of the driving learning. You know how to honk all the time. And sometimes there's a big trucks. There's in the back. There's please honk. <laughs> Please, <laughs> you know. Of course, it is. Uh, they're making this is like very. You know, it is. Uh, things are not so very clear. So you have to honk. And I think in 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 a, in, a, in a one one city in India, they created. If you honk, the traffic red stay longer. <laughs> because the most of the time they honk when they're in an intersection. You know, like somehow like. There's no way you can go more further than that, but somehow, you know, it's something to do. <laughs> so, so if you tell them you cannot do that, it's a complete, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long habit. It's a complete. So they, you know, now you can computerize and sensors things. So more the you honk, and then the, you have to stay longer in the <laughs> the, the stoplight. The the red will stay longer. <laughs> so they are like. They are learning, like, okay, no, no, how? <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, that kind of irritation and impatience uh, coming from, uh, you know, basically, uh, Believing into the the whatever we perceiving, you know. Oh yeah, that's absolutely uh, that traffic red. <laughs> no, so long. <laughs> so basically, uh, <coughs> uh, you know. Okay, anyway, <coughs> uh, 
Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think is the most important part. And so maybe maybe the question comes: How we can train the meditation of emptiness? Now, should I need to go to like ten day retreat somewhere isolated place, or I can do now <laughs> the rehearsal or the training into the meditation of emptiness? Do I do I need really quiet quiet place? Nobody making noise. Everybody is nice to me. <laughs> You know, sometimes our meditation gets so much demand, so many you know, like conditions we set up. Uh, if we set up, you know, sometimes I feel like we set up perfect condition in trying to do meditation. It is a, even we can have a really good meditation session, but I think it is not strong enough to face the karmic reality. You know, when we're creating this kind of perfect condition, so, so basically, uh, <coughs> uh, one important part is uh, somehow we need to prepare. Prepared in terms of over here is not so much saying that I go to three month retreat and prepared. Three month retreat can be big, good break. <laughs> it can be good holiday, <laughs> but retreat supposed to be tough. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, so when I say prepare, is basically, you know, sometimes what happened is uh, when the grasping and affliction kind of stuck for us. Somehow, either we say, oh, yeah, that that's the kind of the routine ones, or we kind of surprise, or we we kind of like a cart into that. So this kind of like it is, the basically when I say prepare, prepare means over here intention, the motivation that okay today I will really pay attention. At least setting the motivation. You know, you we we pretty much know our routine, way we're going to react, but the setting motivation. Okay, I will be careful today. I'll be patient. Or there's some kind of basic, even you can just kind of say for yourself, that kind of setting the motivation is the fundamental. It, is, it will really give us good ground to once the condition arises, karmic, karmic reality arises, at least it gives us some space to observe and we're kind of well prepared. The motivation is like a fundamental. You know, sometimes we can do a three-month retreat somewhere in India or somewhere in a really isolated place, but the daily, in our daily, like a one moment of, of this kind of a planting our motivation to non-reacting or trying to, you know, recognizing this kind of reaction. And not only recognizing reaction, but really trying to kind of see the you know overly exaggeration of reality into the face of that kind of reaction, and you know much more, much more learning process into the karmic reaction. You know, is in all this karmic suffering and pain may become worthwhile. You know, once we have set up the motivation, that creates the patience, that allows the space to observe, 
that allow that give us much more further education or awareness the behavior of the afflictions how far it kind of like uh, uh, takes you know so therefore i think that fundamentally just setting the motivation is the ultimate preparation you know we can we can know our habit and reactions related with a kind of like a <coughs> uh, with aggression or clinging or anything uh, any any of the afflictions uh, some of sometimes they all mix together big soup of a <laughs> of the affliction afflictions <laughs> One of my friends, she tells, it's a cocktail of affliction. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that bartender is yourself <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> uh, so, so basically, um, uh, uh, I also like motivation, you know, like a. I think if we ask fundamentally, what should practice morning should I do? Uh, setting the motivation, motivation, and then motivation, you know, that's, of course, we immediately jump for loving kindness. I want to, you know, liberate all sentient beings. And, uh, that's really good, wonderful, but before that, I want to liberate myself first <laughs> with the, all these. Uh, strong afflictions and reactions that we face in our daily life. So, so basically, setting very strong motivation at the morning practice. You know, basically, you s sit down and have some kind of breathing meditation, get really clarity, and based on that clarity in that foundation, and setting this powerful motivation for the day. And the motivation don't have to be too complicated. Really looking into the, our own karmic reality that we are facing and what we are going through. Uh, um, n not necessarily making prayer that may these all challenges disappear. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not realistic. You know, we can make such a prayer. Maybe they they will never disappear. You know, wish you <laughs> they disappear. Maybe motivation is instead will disappear. Maybe. I will. I will want to learn more further. Maybe, I will welcome them. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Welcome, maybe challenge. But I will. I will. You know, some way, my uh, anxiety and insecure. These, these these things arise. I will put in motivation to look to, not to just, kind of stuck with that the flavor of the afflictions but able to look at into the recipe of the afflictions, where is it coming from, which kind of recipe I'm putting into. Maybe we're going to motivation to look at it. Maybe I can take out these unhealthy recipes. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, motivation is something that relevant what's happening now, today in our life. This is very important. Sometimes in a teaching, when you're reading prayers, sometimes motivation is so expansive, in expansion and broad. Uh, that's also ultimately, yes, you need to go into that level, but the, uh, we need to kind of start with a whatever karmic challenge we have at this moment. You know, so motivation, that kind of a setting motivation, our daily practice 
have to have a something connecting with our motivation. Something have to somehow centered around the motivation. Then we can have a visualize these blessings and all things kind of around that motivation will be fundamental because change and transformation happens based on the motivation. Change and transformation, not necessarily, I mean like hopefully somehow miraculously blessings and things can, you know, we hope, but not too realistic. Setting motivation around that. And, and then I think that will be the fundamental. Through this kind of motivation, then meditation over impermanent may become much more relevant and much more effectiveness. Based on this kind of a setting motivation, meditation over emptiness may become much more realistic. Otherwise, it may become something to... <coughs> Uh, you know, sometimes I tell, you know, like meditation of emptiness is almost like uh, trying to look into the second opinion of reality. <laughs> you know, you go to see doctor and doctor say, the doctor scare you so much <laughs> and then really you don't want to, then you say, okay, I want to have a second opinion. <laughs> and Parjana Paramita Sutra say yes, we have to have a second opinion. First one is a karmic diagnosis. <laughs> so it's the karmic things. Also, Buddha says, okay, yeah, we have to have a second opinion. And, it's, and basically, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, every second, second opinion in our physical case, yeah, because we don't want to exactly <laughs> take. <laughs> Maybe the doctor is a very expert and so on and so forth, but somehow you don't like the diagnosis. <laughs> Whatever second opinion. Uh, our karma must be very expert <laughs> and very well trained, but we don't like the diagnosis. <laughs> yes, we have to have a second opinion. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so anyway, so meditation of emptiness is uh, basically, uh, you know, giving us the success rate. Uh, you know, it's basically saying if we able to somehow uh, engage into the karma, there's no way to escape. We have to and way of engaging into the karma through some kind of a middle way view, acknowledging conventional reality. At the same time, pay attention into the ultimate reality. There is a kind of like a integration or non-dualistic way of engaging. So then, you know, uh, <coughs> somehow, not meditation itself as a kind of like uh, exercising, and the benefit we need to get into the our cognitive power, our you know uh, awareness power, and that kind of awareness strength and power really can kind of move uh, further. Uh, <coughs> you know, so fundamentally, you know, all the practice, all the meditation is to transform and purify our cognition, our cognitive mind, our this awareness 
you know, this consciousness. You know, everything need to, you know, we need to look at what is does to the, what is what this practice does to my consciousness. <laughs> you know, so this is a, you know, once our consciousness is healthy and powerful, everything's kind of like uh, goes to, you know, kind of goes into the right direction. So, really, we need to kind of like a, uh, you know, we are very careful. Yeah, what we eat, what we drink, and uh, not only that, we do a fasting retreat, you know, fasting, and uh, <coughs> uh, I, I heard, you know, like when you do more fasting, it's a less anxiety because there's not that much inflammation in your body. <laughs> uh, uh, You know, anyway, uh, <coughs> uh, so fear is one one is one area very interesting. You know, fear, uh, fear isolates us. You know, fear. You know, I, uh, you know. Sometimes, of course, we have a three-month uh, Vajrasattva retreat. Maybe for preliminary for that, we should have a, some kind of retreat related with the fear. <laughs> Maybe three week or three month, or <laughs> not just experience the fear itself. You know, there's not shortage of that. But you're moving one more step further, and then trying to, you know, basically every day four session, you're looking into the, your fear, and you're not trying to do purification, you're not trying to kick them out, or you know, somewhere really understand uh, 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 <coughs> you know basically ingredients of the fear and based on that preliminary then Vajrasattva retreat will be I think quite effective because uh, you are already really good patient because good patient they do lots of research for they learn lots about your, <laughs> your problem <laughs> You're not looking for the medicine, but you really, you know, these days, you know, like, you know, sometimes, uh, doctor didn't, I looked at in all this medical research, and you come with a lot of knowledge <laughs> already. Uh, awareness. In, in a similarly, I think, you know, before we go to retreat, we should have a, some kind of research, <laughs> three-week research, then lead to retreat, Vajrasattva <laughs> retreat. Uh, so basically, that research is uh, basically... <coughs> Uh, sitting with the fear, you know what that really means is not trying to run away, not trying to purify, and this all this uh, conventional behavior. You know we have that. You know so so right now is a uh, will be really good. You know sitting with the fear. What that really means is a. Uh, Number one, not panicking. <laughs> not 
<laughs> it's a fear, but not a panic. There's a lot of discipline we need to develop. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> this retreat can be very rich <laughs> than the Vajrasattva itself. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> um, so, ultimately, perception of the fear, you are not going to replace the fear itself, but we are trying to kind of bring the perception of a fear into uh, into the you know like a not nihilistic but not so much over exaggeration you know perception of a fear once we bring into the middle way that fear can become inspiration you know that fear can become non-confusing that fear can become very healthy fear that can really lead us into the so 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 in the same way lots of afflictions you know practice are not trying to you know different practice and purification practice not so much trying to suggest to replace on a runaway is basically trying to bring in and trying to bring in the realistic perceptions of the that afflictions you know because uh, right now The afflictions are kind of hijacked by the ego grasping. View of our afflictions are kind of like taken over by the you know self-centered uh, view. So, of course, uh, the the usual practice, the actual practice, the actual exercise of a practice is not to kind of like uh, eradicate uh, the affliction itself, but really the perception of affliction. Because affliction is maybe you know, part of our human survival. Maybe if we go to evolution, <laughs> you know, we have to have something, that these, these, uh, these things. Uh, but here, the more we kind of like a, uh, experience, then maybe we're trying to use these powerful state of awareness or emotion to <clears throat> because these emotions have a tendency to bring in energy and uh, uh, if through meditation, if we can still not replacing these afflictions, but the finding, changing the perceptions or view of these afflictions, if we're able to put into the right, I mean like in the balance, then the healing of our afflictions would be like uh, effectiveness uh, and powerful and lots of uh, how you say, karmic maturity may come up within the, that kind of experience. Uh, somehow the progress is much more uh, stronger. Then, separately, all these visualizations and the devotions within play. It definitely there is a karmic benefit, but maybe 
on the ground may not necessarily it makes this kind of like an impact, you know, strong impact. Okay. <clears throat> So sometime, you know, early time when students they ask what should practice should I do when I say oh do Shanti Devas Bodhisattva's way of life, now I'm thinking you know practice what we should what's going on with you <laughs> maybe maybe practice are just there in the front of us and we maybe uh, you know maybe uh, maybe we should we should tell our own self you know maybe you know. Should, do I need to ask what practice should I do? Maybe sh I should ask not what to do, way, way, way of doing. <laughs> maybe that's the only. That's maybe the best. Really, practice is a is in front of in front of me. Is this, I don't need to ask. I don't need to ask which room to clean. Is <laughs> it which closet to clean up? It's very clear. <laughs> I just need to find is this. A, we were doing quicker, <laughs> all this another quicker. <laughs> so it is the same way. I think that the, what practice we should do, what we should, what should I do? And I think sometimes maybe we are really avoiding the reality. You know, maybe we are really avoiding the reality and finding. Uh, so the energy that we invest, maybe the front of us, maybe it will be like. <clears throat> Much more effective, and then the fundamentally way of doing. You know, we should ask this question. Also, I should ask. You know, I also asking for my teachers. You know, way of doing it, way of doing it, and just really, the practice itself is very clear in front of us, <laughs> in front of me. So it's just like a okay, how, how to, how to kind of pull different advice to clean up the closet. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> um, now, and our daily practice, uh, uh, should be consistent, yes, because the other side of that karma is so consistent. <laughs> The afflictions are so consistent, so there's um, the the practice have to be consistent. It's not just advice; it's just reality. <laughs> it's just kind of because the karma, karmic reactions are so consistent. Uh, so basically, because of that consistency, the <clears throat> the practice. You know, basically, we are not trying to stop the flood of a karma itself. You know. We don't need to want to st stop the flood because maybe we can do the river rafting same way <laughs> into the karmic flood. We can do some kind of meditation rafting. <laughs> maybe we can do some kind of like joyful. <laughs> but we need to prepare for that. <laughs> I did one time river rafting in front of my in the in the <clears throat> Hood River area. Also really fun. <laughs> also like I did like. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, uh, so anyway, now the. 
and then maybe how should I organize my practice? You know, like, you know, it's, mm, Now, maybe we might feel like, okay, if... Then there's all this advice, different practice advice, how should I do it? Maybe like, for example, if we do our practice, you know, like for, as, as I'm saying earlier, you know, our morning practice should be surrounded around the motivation, that motivation related with the whatever karmic a karmic consistency that's happening in our life. <clears throat> so now, of course, lots of meditation and trying to kind of, uh, not to kind of ignore the fear and anxiety, but there's kind of like a sitting and, you know, developing on a bringing some certain deeper level of awareness. You know, you maybe do for 10 minutes, and then after that, you can really recite refuge very fast in one minute. <laughs> Whatever recitation that you have to do, you can do very fast, <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> but that uh, that motivation and the 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 you know also for immediate, you can do really quick. Now the you, even you do really quick, but the quality is really good, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> because you went through, yeah, it's just a, even like just connecting, you know, like wish everybody will able to do this, wish able, everybody can, you know, there's a, everybody have a, some certain level of anxiety, fear, and all that things, and then, you know, you're able to sit, and you're able to bring some level of awareness, and you're, at the end, you recite for immediate, really in, in like a, Speed, <laughs> but that's even you're saying very speedy way. Yes, it's a really quality because you really connected now. It's much more connected. You know, so I will say like a recitation things. If you have something recitation things, uh, you know, you can do really fast. <laughs> but the, it's required to doing that fast. It's required to do the actual meditation. <laughs> Know, that foundation. So, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so you know. Sometimes you know. We are. Sometimes we say spiritual practice, meditation. We are trying to find some alternative. So this is. I think we need to. I think, uh, if there is some way to have alternative to to escape. Then of course it's a good news for for all of us, <laughs> but I'm not sure in a karmic point of view is the only option. The best option is to uh, k you know kind of like finding and seeing the practice within the karmic journey, you know, whatever karmically happening, whatever reaction happening, whatever aggression coming, and uh, really here. <coughs> In a tantric practice, there's lots of divine manifestation in some way wrathful or very sensual and many different divine manifestations. Uh, this is a, 
Maybe some, we can have some kind of different divine manifestation of anxiety. <laughs> we can create our own kind of, before we do meditation. <laughs> that will be really challenging, my anxiety manifesting as a Sambhogakaya. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you know, fundamentally, uh, you know, wherever there's more fear, wherever there's more anxiety, and there's more potential for <coughs> uh, spiritual growth, I think that looks like the fundamental uh, uh, teaching in, in Bodhisattva's way of life. You know, there's a Bodhisattva. There's a, there's a, some discussion in philosophical. Did Bodhisattva, when they realize emptiness directly, and they have this kind of like a very powerful mind of enlightenment. So, there's a one specific statement says in Sutra, they will make an effort to reborn into the desire realm. This desire realm, you know, like they make this kind of intention, prayer, and dedication uh, to reborn into the, this desire realm. Uh, when I first read that, they read kind of interesting. And then after the statement, I felt like, oh, it looks like a little bit selfish. <laughs> no, the, the, the reason why they do, they, the, the next statement is basically saying, because in the, this desire realm, this realm that where we are right now, have a much more condition to spiritual transformation, more because of the days of suffering, uh, there's also enough space to develop in concentration and compassion. So, kind of like in perfect environment. Uh, <coughs> uh, you know, so therefore, sometimes suffering and pain are really difficult, and then we might think, wish I was born into the somewhere pure land where the, the, all the conditions are good. You know, well taken care of. <laughs> uh, maybe if there's a, maybe if we're born in the pure land, maybe we might get more spoiled <laughs> than the very rarely somebody does success rate in pure land to getting realization of emptiness. I'm not sure. <laughs> so Direct realization, if we look at success rate between pure land and desire, huh? <laughs> the statistics shows, <laughs> I'm trying to pretend like scientists, uh, the desire realm have a much more higher to realizing <laughs> emptiness. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, <clears throat> okay, anyway. Uh, You know, sometimes meditation of emptiness is uh, really uh, kind of complicated and kind of like, oh, maybe I'm not, I'm far from that. I'm not sure we are so far from meditation of emptiness. If 
we don't have a grasping at all, then we are very far from meditation of emptiness. <laughs> Since we have a perfect storm in front of us, <laughs> uh, so I think way of studying meditation of emptiness is basically asking, are you sure this real? <laughs> because the, the storm telling us that's absolutely right. That is the real one. That is you have to believe. Trust me. And uh, meditation of emptiness basically. No, I'm not sure. I want. I want to have a second opinion. <laughs> second opinion of that reality. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so maybe you know, like uh, uh, meditation of emptiness is uh, basically whatever we're perceiving now karmically. Just, just simple resistance is a meditation of emptiness. Simple resistance to buying that reality is a perfect meditation of emptiness. We don't have to have a fancy terminology. <laughs> you know, that resistance. If there's a strong affliction and paranoia or anxiety, and you know, really look at a little bit deeper, and little resistance of uh, the foundation of that anxiety. Perfect meditation of emptiness. Okay? And so therefore, uh, really trying to bring back, you know, our meditation practice and our karma need to be communicated. Otherwise, our karma is some way, our meditation is some way, and there's no collaboration and communication. <laughs> there's no communication, and then, you know, boom! There's like a karma is going its own way, and our practice is going its own way. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe the way to organize my meditation, my daily practices, you know, step number one is, is a huge department, is a huge complicated department. <laughs> so setting up the communication, simple communication, the, our karma and our practice. Uh, in the, in, yeah. so, <clears throat> uh, so really kind of, Usually we say in the practice, through the state of emptiness, then you have all these beautiful things. Now, for us, through the state of our karmic challenge, then arising meditation of impermanent. <laughs> you know, somehow we need to, we need to, uh, and then, then through that, then you have a, like a, Meditation of emptiness through the state of a meditation of impermanent arising. So our meditation have a three layers through through the state of a karmic reality arising. Meditation of emptiness or impermanent. Then through the state of a meditation of impermanent and emptiness, then the perfect world that we are that we are attempting. <laughs> you know. So I think these. You know, somehow we we deleted the karmic reality. Then we started from the second part of the through the state of impermanent, and then we have these beautiful things. Through the state of emptiness, we have these beautiful things. You know, so <coughs> uh, 
So I think, you know, really, mm, the best thing is maybe we should come up with a, I feel maybe I have to do this practice, but I don't know how to do it. If you ask to your teacher, what practice should I do? And that's, I think, I'm not sure we are really well prepared. You know, if you, you kind of bring on the front, I feel I should do this meditation because of this reason. Please let give me some more guidance and resource, way of doing it. I think it's much more. Much more, yeah, yeah. It is a, the practitioner is well prepared. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I think it is the communication will become much more, much more better practice and everything becomes much more stronger. You know, it's like, <clears throat> if you don't tell, you know, if you don't recognize the headache is there, you know, so that's, I think, then maybe we say, oh, well, you know, the, the teacher you're supposed to know. <laughs> I, that's not my job, that's your job. <laughs> no, I just show up, then you need to diagnose everything. <laughs> you know, sometimes we may come up like that. This, this is not my job, this is your job. You should supposed to tell everything. Thank you for listening to the Maitripa College podcast. This podcast was produced by Alfredo Pinheiro, Tiffany Blumenthal, Andrew Hughes, Kate McDonalds, and me, your host, Namdrol Miranda Adams. <laughs>